Hi everyone, welcome back to my channel. I'm your host Grace. In this episode, I will be sharing tips to assist you to achieve academic success in college. Before diving into the topic of today, I would like to first clarify that I'm not saying academic excellence is limited to following a dozen or so tips, but following the advice I will share today will likely help you to do well in college. First of all, it's important to be motivated to achieve academic success because otherwise any tips will be useless. In order to benefit from my advice, you will have to want to achieve academic excellence in the first place. To boost and maintain your motivation, one thing you can do is to visualize success by imagining the end product of your undergraduate experiences at Seattle University. For example, you can think of the positive things that academic excellence can bring you, such as your dream job, the acceptance to a prestigious graduate school or program, or simply the recognition of from your in-group member. Hopefully, through visualizing success, you will be able to find more reason to work hard in your courses. Speaking of academic success, what would you consider it to be? It is important that you do not narrow academic excellence to merely a decent GPA. This is because good grades are not enough to prepare yourself for the next stage of your life, namely a desirable job, and offer to a great graduate school. To help you obtain and the skill and knowledge you will need after graduation, the academic excellence. I will encourage you to strive for is both a good GPA and being able to learn topics that you are interested in, and that can help you in the future. The latter is crucial because it is the amount of skills and knowledge you possess that will determine the job and income you can get. Good grades are just stepping stone to a career. Although it reflects your learning ability, itself cannot prove how well you can contribute to a company. Therefore, you should also consider trying to learn enough skill and knowledge that allows you to offer value to the company you are working for in the future. To be able to learn useful material in the courses, it is important that you select the right courses. To do this, write read the course description on the registration pages carefully. It will allow you to gain a broad picture of what the course is. Instead of choosing an easy course that can make your transcript look prettier, consider choosing courses that allow you to gain real-world skill that you are interested in and well needed. If you end up unable to register in the class you are passionate about, do not settle with it easily. Communicate with your advisor to see if you can get in that class. You can add. Schedule an appointment or email your advisor to explain the reason why you want to be in that class. You might be surprised, but the fact is that you would have a relatively high chance to get in the class you want, even if it says there are no spot on the registration page. This is because some students drop their class in the first week of the quarter, and depending on the specific classes, some professors are willing to have a few more students in their classes. The key is that you advocate for yourself. There's no harm in trying. The worst case, you you cannot get in. But by trying it, you will at least have no regrets. While choosing the right courses can expose you to the kinds of skills and knowledge you can utilize in the future, you will not want to overload by taking more than four classes. You may think it is a mark of pride to take as many course hours as the college allowed, 
However, college is not about competition; it's about trying to get the most of it. Hence, I encourage you to take three courses for each quarter, because in this way you will be able to devote your attention, time, and energy to a manageable numbers of subjects, and you won't have to sacrifice quality for quantity. The average workload of college courses is higher than high school. Therefore, it is unreasonable to assume that you are able to take more than five classes because this is the number of classes you have taken back in high school. To get a more accurate understanding of the workload of courses, you can ask your peers who have taken the courses you are interested in taking. You can also check on RateMeProfessor.com. To see how past students comment on the courses, while the comments on RateMeProfessor.com are subjective, they offer a pretty good picture of the professor's teaching styles and workload. The last things you can do to understand the workload of a course is to simply send an email to ask the professor if they can offer you the syllabus. A syllabus is a good guide to a course because it lists required textbook policy and a schedule of assignment. Before the quarter starts, I also encourage you to check out the campus resources that assist students to achieve academic excellence. The advantage of knowing these resources before the quarter start is that you can locate assistance when needed without spending time figuring out where and who to turn to for help. Meanwhile, knowing the school is prepared with resources to help you succeed academically can make you feel less anxious to start off the school year, as you will feel. Supported and cared for, the academic support system that our school offers can be found on our official website. I recommend you to check out the Writing Center and the Tutor Service, as they are the most commonly used service by our students. These two services can help with any problem you encounter during your writing process, as well as questions you have regarding a variety of subjects. If you think you will need these services as each. Quarter progresses. I encourage you to find all the logistical information about it on the school website. You will want to make sure you know their office hours and what forms need to fill out in advance, so you don't find yourself requesting service outside of their open hours. This can also help you to plan ahead with your assignment. The last service I encourage you to check out is the counseling and psychological services. They can put you in contact with an experienced licensed therapist if you are experiencing stress because of the workload or for personal reasons. One more things you can do before the school year is to prepare yourself to achieve academic success as you learn how you study the best. Do you need a quiet location? Do you study better with music? If you don't know how and where you study the best. Try to study in different locations to figure out what suits you best. Knowing what external factors can assist you to study better would help you to make the most of your time. When a quarter starts, it is important to set short-term and long-term goals, especially if you are a procrastinator. Your short-term goals can simply be about completing the assignments that are due in the coming days. And your long-term goals can be focused on the grade that you would like to achieve in a course. Your goals can be literally anything, but you will want your goals to be specific because it will give you a sense of direction in your college journey and know what exactly you are aiming to accomplish. Another way of creating academic 
goals or objectives is to create a weekly study schedule where you list everything you want to accomplish every day. To create a manageable and realistic study schedule, you can read the core syllabus to understand which assignments and required readings are due in the coming days or weeks. The process of creating study schedule helps you to visualize the chronological landscape of the quarter, so you are able to see everything you need to complete and will be alert you when you need to start studying earlier. An example will be when several assignments are due around the same time. Your study schedule will also give you a good idea of when you can have more time to relax and when you should devote more time to your studies. Please remember that college is all about mastering the arts of multitasking and time management, as there's going to be a lot of school work on your plant, and professors were not going to chase you to get your assignment like your high school teachers. Therefore, it is your job to hold yourself accountable and to create some sort of schedule to manage your time. While the study schedule that works for everybody can be different, a general rule is that you will want to leave more time to complete an assignment. In other words, start with your assignment earlier, especially a big project such as a long essay. This is because you could be underestimating the difficulties of the task. In many cases, it is hard to guess the exact time it would take to do the assignment, especially if you have never done this type of assignment before. Therefore, starting an assignment earlier leaves you with time to seek help and time to polish it. If you leave your assignment to the last minute and find out you're struggling with some aspect of it, it is unlikely that your professor are able to help you out. More importantly, if you put off your work till the day before it is due, you would have to work in an incredibly rushed and under crazy pressure. Contrary to popular myths, virtually nobody works well under such condition. While time management is an important skill to college students, itself alone cannot guarantee academic excellence. You will also need to learn how to optimize learning in courses. Some of the ways to enhance the productivities of learning materials are studying multiple short sessions rather than cram into one long session, taking pra practice quizzes to prepare for exam rather than rereading the textbook, as well as answering comprehension questions before you read the assigned chapter. Although some of these techniques take more efforts and time and may even appear to slow learning, they enhance your learning because they encourage students to actively think about what they are learning and to do so in a deeper, more meaningful way. Students who use these strategies retain information longer and are better able to apply that knowledge to new problems. Now, you may still wonder why students should answer comprehension questions before you even read the assignment because it may seem counterintuitive to answer about topics you have not studied yet. This is because multiple studies suggest that answering questions about a topic before you start reading about it, even if you are just making guesses, activates any related knowledge you have about the topic and make, makes it easier to connect new information to what you already know as you read. This strategy also combats one problem that many in, new income students have, which is overconfidence. They may know less than they think they do and may underestimate how quickly they will forget what they have learned. By answering questions related to the reading, students are able to assess more accurately what they know and what they do not know. Meanwhile, there are also ways to optimize learning during the lecture. 
For example, research shows that students learn more if they are given the lecture slides before class rather than after. The reason is that having the slides before the start of the class means they can take notes directly on the slides and not worrying about copying the text that appears on the slide, which leaves them with more time to actively engage with the material and pay more attention to what the professor says. Therefore, I encourage you to ask professors if they are willing to provide slides before the class. Most of the time, they will say yes if a legitimate reason is provided. Additionally, if you run into a situation where you have no interest in the subjects or the content that the professor is lecturing on, try your best to apply it to your life or the things you know. This will help you to internalize the material as you are at least partially involved in it. I would like to clarify that I'm not saying this strategy will help you to love the subject. In fact, you may forget all the things you learn once the course is over. But taking the time to dig a little deeper in the material can help you to earn good grade in college. Additionally, in order to achieve productive studying, you could consider adjusting your attention span. As you may be used to getting your content in 140 character units in 20 seconds burst or with lots of videos to go with it. However, college is not Twitter and YouTube. When studying college, sustained attention is needed as learning materials are more dense and assignments require more time to complete. Therefore, you should learn to focus without a lot of break and additional stimulation. This will prevent you wasting time to start focusing again. To adjust your attention span, you can try to study one hour and have a 10 minutes break. This can be hard, specifically if you have a shorter attention span or are used to short and exciting content on social media. But without trying and getting used to it, you will never acquire the skill and are more likely to find the college workload unmanageable. Despite the fact that the strategy I just shared can help you optimize your learning at Seattle University, I would like to remind you that you shouldn't expect your academic journey to be perfect or always smooth. Most of the students, no matter how dedicated they are or how many techniques they have mastered to study productively, they encounter the situation where they find some assignment difficult to complete or perform less well in some classes. If this happens to you, I want you to know that this is not your fault. People all have their advantage and disadvantage, and therefore some subjects may just be more difficult to learn and comprehend. What matters is that you do not give up nor doubt yourself if you fail to obtain academic excellence in every course. One way to cope with the downs in your academic journey is to develop academic resilience. Academic resilience means the ability of students to keep making efforts to succeed despite adverse circumstances by changing existing behavior or developing new ones such as discipline, practice, or planning. It fosters a sense of competence that you are able to achieve your goals despite obstacles down the road. With academic resistance, you will be able to continue striving for academic excellence despite the presence of stressful events and conditions as it helps you to sustain high levels of motivation. There are two main ways to develop. First, identify your negative thought patterns on self-doubt. Being able to catch these thoughts and question their actual validities help to nip these patterns into bud, allowing you to form new, likely more accurate, possible 
positive interpretation of reality. Even if your negative thought patterns are accurate, as you actually did not do a good job on something, consider giving yourself an opportunity to improve it, rather than engaging negative self-talk that you are not able to make it. This is because if you avoid trying it again, you will never be able to overcome this challenge, and therefore will experience negative emotion towards it every time you face it. By overcoming it, you will likely end up gaining a new skill and be more confident in your ability to cope with future challenges. Another way to develop academic resilience is to develop and strengthen positive relationships. Relationships, whether with friends, family, or trusted professors, are crucial to resilience. This is because support from people you believe will make even the biggest challenges feels more manageable, as you know you have people who are there for you. To boost your confidence, you can also consider focusing on positive achievement rather than on small failures. Making mistakes is one of the most normal things in the world, because no one is perfect in everything. While improving your ability to cope with academic stresses and challenges are important, you should also be open to let others help you. For example, if you run into a situation where, in spite of your best efforts, you still find yourself spending numerous amounts of time preparing for one class, go see the professor in their office hour or email them to ask for help. They have loads of experience with students with different struggles, and therefore can offer you with practical suggestions about how you can get on to the right track. Don't be shy about asking questions. As one of the primary reasons professors are here is to teach and help students, the key is that you do not struggle alone because support is available. All you have to do is reach out. If you do not have major concern about your classes and all you want to do is to improve your learning productivity, please consider hanging out with smart friends, finding and studying with friends who are intellectually engaged and eager, can stimulate and influence your own intellectual drive. On the other hand, spending lots of time with slackers can create an atmosphere so toxic that any attempts to do well would die. Therefore, please spend more time with people who can bring you positive influence because the environment can heavily impact us. Last but not least, I wanted to remind you that although working hard is essential to achieve academic success. It should not be obtained at the cost of your sleep. Please do not study at the time you should be sleeping. You may feel proud about sleeping little for studying because others may associate sacrificing hours of sleep with being studious. However, the reality is that lack of sleep can hurt your cognitive function without you being aware of it. The consequences are that you can become worse at paying attention and remembering content. Therefore. For your health as well as your learning, you should make sure you get enough sleep every day. Additionally, you should leave time to exercise for health purposes as well as for studying. This is because multiple research has shown that working out 15 minutes a day or more can restore your ability to focus on difficult tasks and can boost creativity. And this is all of the academic advice I wanted to share with you. I hope you will find them helpful. In the next episode, I will teach you how to obtain social success from my own experiences as well as from research findings. So stay tuned and see you next time. Bye.